Greetings and salutations to our podcast audience. Welcome to episode 138. Nathan, do we make it? We made it. We did. Here we are. <laughs> you didn't uh, say fine podcast audience. I didn't know if oh, it had gone, it? gone down in your mind. I'm sorry. Maybe, they are fine, all of them. In your estimation so of, of them as a character. That they're here. Every, all dozen of them. However many there are, I'm happy that they're here. We are happy. We're Thanks happy that you're here. We're happy that we're here. And if you're uh, not familiar with this podcast, my name is Jason. This is Ed. This is Nathan. And we are part of the teaching team at Community Christian Church. And you guys send us questions, and we do our best to answer them in a way that helps us become more like Jesus in our world. And so uh, we got another one. And like I said last week when I teased this one, (laughs) uh, we're going to talk a little bit about miracles today. All right. Know anything about miracles? I know what I've read in the Bible. Oh, well, then that's enough, I guess. I have not ever personally witnessed what I would say is a biblical miracle. Really? I don't think so. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I w- I, there are things that I would have said. That's a good intro, a good intro to before I ask the question, is because uh, this, this is about miracles, but I guess we should define it. I've, I've witnessed... Answers to prayer that yes. are miraculous. Me too. Yes, I've, I've had but that happen as well. In the Bible, that appears to be a different thing mm. yes. to me than, well, but I may be, I may be splitting hairs. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe hard to know. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not able to question the Bible guys to ask them those kind of things. Yes. So in light of that, here is our question for today. Uh, as followers of Jesus... Are we supposed to be able to perform miracles just like the original 12 disciples did? Is the Holy Spirit supposed to work through us in that same way? Here was my first question or thought uh, that might get us launched into the discussion. Just so that we're clear, are miracles still happening today? Because there's debate about that in some Christian circles. Um, so if we only go by my experience, the answer is no. But if I go from people I know yes. who I trust, the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. I would say that, yeah. I was going to say that uh, the last, I, there's a great book that was just uh, released by Lee Strobel uh, called The Case for Miracles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say recently, probably in the last couple, three years maybe. And, um, and I heard him talking about the research that he did for that book. And one of the points that he made was that, and I, I don't have the number in front of me, so, but I do know that it was in the millions, millions of millions uh, cases of reported miracles around the globe. Right. And the point that he made was, he said, he said, what I find most often is when I make that claim is people say, well, there's other explanations for that. And he said... He said, what I say back to those folks is, you know, what would have to happen is all hundreds of millions of these reports that we'd had in history of miracles have to all be incorrect. Right. They had to all be somehow mistaken or fooled or something. He said, but all it takes is just one of them to be right. Right. For it to actually be possible. Right. And he, and and like you said, Ed, I've heard some really profound testimony um, that I don't have any reason to dis- doubt or disbelieve. Especially when you get to things like global Christianity yes. and you get outside the United States. And mm-hmm. even within the United States, I know um, for a long time I was uh, leading uh, a few different alpha courses, in, mm. uh, which is a uh, introductory to 
to faith kind of course that is run all over the planet, uh, and uh, it came out of the Church of England, and so it's really predominant in Europe and even into Africa and um, kind of all these different places. And there's there's one of the ones that one of the sessions you do that's about healing, uh, and they ask you to pray for people to be healed in the thing. And there are reports and not just the things that are produced by the people, uh, but also reports from group leaders who have done them of having seen uh, healings in the groups, uh, that that people will have prayed for healings of someone's uh, hand who was badly burned, and then they say in the, in the meeting it wasn't, or different things that you can look at and say, oh, wow, this happened right before our eyes, and like you said, I either have to choose... Uh, and someone who's done Christian ministry for a long time know you don't even have to include that session to talk about faith. So either you just chose on bad faith to tell these lies, right? or maybe there's some experience that is beyond my experience. So to answer your question, no, I have not personally seen anything on that level where I would look at it and say, that's not explainable any other way. I have seen answers to prayers that I would call miraculous, uh, but certainly not uh, that. But I do know of people that I trust that say they have witnessed and experienced it, and I have well, no reason to doubt them. There's nothing in the Bible that tells me we should expect they've ended. Correct. There's nothing in the Bible that's... Now, again, that's not the way I have always thought of that because yeah. I was taught a different way. And, uh, cessationist. Yes. They ceased. It's not that clear. And you should know there are a lot of Christians in the world that believe they continue just like they did. Sure. And uh, so I don't... There's nothing about the nature of God if you believe that God, you know, could make the world by speaking into existence... And that he does answer our prayers is nothing to say that he couldn't do the same kind of miracles and that he might not be. Uh, so I, I don't see a reason. Now, the rest of the question, not do we think miracles still happen, yep. but should believers expect to be able to do them? Uh, that's a whole other thing. Expectation of what God is doing in the life of every believer. You know, it sounds like in Corinth, at least, the ability to do miracles was a gift yep. that God sure. decides. Yep. And so it doesn't sound like all of us should expect to have that gift. And the one that Paul tells us in, in the same book tells them that they should want is not miracles. Mm -hmm. That they should want to be able to prophesy, which is be able to speak for the Lord clearly. Mm -hmm. That that's what he wished they would all want, not the ability to do miracles. So, and well, okay. I've always wondered about that, too. This is just our musings. I've always wondered too, and it said that uh, you know God gives to some the gift of miracles. I I did not always read that as, or I still don't always read that as um, the ability to on command do miracles. No, that's right. It may be that one person prayed and a miracle happened, and it isn't like hey Betty does miracles. Yeah, go so see if her. you need, because and I think sometimes we see that even in spiritual gifting that a spiritual gift is something I have and I can use on command at uh, any time. That's right. It's still under the control of the Spirit. Right. So yeah. it may be that this person who has the gift of miracles, they just identified when this person asked God to do it, it happened. 
well, they, that was clearly a gift. That That isn't, I mean, that's not really that important of a thought. I just thought even reading that, because I even would say the same for people who would say, I get a prophetic word from God. It doesn't mean that you can just, it's not, God, I'm not channeling it. I'm not going, God, tell me the future. or Oh, God, give me some insight to this person's life. Or It's just there are times where yeah. things, and I even think those of us who have the gift of teaching, there are times that I can tell, oh, wow, God is really... Mm-hmm. Te- speaking and teaching through me, and then there's sometimes I write something. I go, I hope he can use this. Yeah, and I hope that this is something that I don't. I don't even know if God inspired me to write this, no. but I wrote it, yeah, and I'm hoping right. he's going to use it. And so oh, that's yeah. what I mean. I don't think like gifting is a snapping of the fingers, and I can make things happen that I want to make. And now happen. I've got it. It's mine. Well, all right, you know, because I think even with people like we know Paul could heal people. We know, mm-hmm. and there's a point where at the end of his life. I mean, he. we know he loves Timothy, and instead of saying to Timothy, who's having some kind of trouble that Paul gives him a remedy for, mm-hmm. instead of saying, hey, I prayed for you that your your stomach problems would go away, and you're going to be healed of that, mm-hmm. uh, he yeah. says, you probably ought to just drink a little wine. Yeah. yeah. Just take the best medicine idea I have for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't. I, I'm, I, I don't know if he tried to pray to be healed. Or, or pray, he just or, didn't feel like He just didn't necessary. feel that's what God wanted for Timothy. Well, we well, know, we know Paul couldn't heal himself. He right. couldn't heal himself. Yeah. So, and that none of the, I guess he even if he couldn't heal it, maybe I don't have the power of healing, so maybe he can't. nobody can heal themselves. But he certainly knew all the other apostles who also could heal people. He could have gone to Peter and say, hey, Peter, I need you to do yeah, something. Take care of this thorn take, in my flesh. I, I, whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, whatever that was. Yeah. Maybe it was a literal thorn. Maybe. Maybe he had a thorn. Couldn't get it out. He couldn't get it out of his side. I don't side. think something. I don't think something. Take that out. We're I can't jumping. get it We're amusing. <laughs> amusing. Yeah. Yes. Well, and here's the other thing that I thought of as I was reading this question was, um, and I just, I think a lot of us, when we read the Bible, get a little bit uh, a, a wrong perspective, I guess is the right way to put it. Because what we have compiled in our scriptures is a, a lot of miraculous material. And so we look at that as, well, look at all this nonstop, miraculous work that God has been doing all the time throughout history. And the truth is, if you look at it chronologically, there have been long periods of non-miraculous. That's right. Followed by a short period of lots of miraculous, like around the time of... When Jesus was born, we know that it had been hundreds and hundreds of years before any miraculous report of any kind of any kind had happened. The birth of Jesus comes, we see all that he does, and of course all that he does through his disciples, and then we come to another period where that not necessarily ends, but it's certainly the frequency. So my point is to say when you're reading the scripture and say, well, shouldn't it be the way it was back then? Well, Yes and no. You you might you might also find that, especially if you read the Old Testament, is we're it's a period of thousands of years. Sure. And if you I bet if you counted up all the miracles performed in the Old Testament, you'd find lots of gaps. There's there's around Moses. Moses did some yep. things that were miraculous, and Elijah and Elisha did some things that were miraculous. There isn't a whole lot more. That's right. Well, and I think and there's hundreds of years between all of that. So Yeah, and, and so the reason I bring that up is just to, to, I always like to temper people's expectations of, you know, well, if we don't see just this rapid fire, what I read when I read the Gospels and Acts, then something's wrong. Right. Not and, necessarily. I, and I think it's a, I think it's a misunderstanding of uh, what both the Gospels and the Book of Acts are, are trying to do, which is, um, 
they're they're a story, and I mean, we said this on the last podcast uh, of it is of <laughs> Jesus was a particular man living in a particular situation, and the Gospels are capturing this is what it looked like for the kingdom of God to come in this place. And then the stories, at least it seems to be in the book of Acts, are now look at that kingdom life breaking out in this community. And because we see in the Gospels, Peter, John, James struggle to do miracles. I don't think we have any accounts that they do it at least very well. There are multiple accounts where Jesus comes down. One time he comes down from a mountain and the other disciples, not Peter, James, and John, are trying to heal someone. And he's like, why can't you guys do this? They go into some place. It says we cast demons out in your name. And you go, okay, that sounds kind of cool. But it's this, it's this, it's this story of the, the kingdom of God is breaking out, and this is the evidence of the kingdom of God breaking out in this community. Then Jesus leaves, the Spirit comes, and the very first thing happens is they speak in tongues, meaning speaking in different languages. And Peter says, this is evidence that what God said would always happen has happened. The evidence that Jesus rose from the dead is this. What's happening right now? This is the evidence that you can believe he really rose from the dead is this miraculous thing you're seeing. And then they do, Peter, James, John, Paul, they do these miraculous things in the book of Acts. But I don't see that, at least when I read the book of Acts, because there's a lot of things that happen in the book of Acts that don't seem to be a manual of how to do church or how to do Christian life. They're just a story of this is what it looked like in this community and I don't see it as, well, now I need to be, go, be able to go out anytime I see a beggar or whatever and heal them of whatever ails them. It, it seems to be there is a quality of life that comes from living in the kingdom of God. And in this particular circumstance, that's how it overflowed. But it also seemed to overflow in that there were no needy people among them when they gave to one another. And it also seems yeah, to... Yeah, they didn't multiply bread and fishes like Jesus did. Yeah, they just true. collected money. and Right. Yeah. And so it seems to be that the book of Acts is detailing what happens in the life of people. But once again, these particular people, what happened in their lives when the kingdom broke out. But it also seems that throughout history, because we see other churches... Uh, through the book of you know First Corinthians and Ephesians and all the different letters we hear about these other churches, and they all have kind of a unique flavor to the way that their church looks. So I think trying to read stories in the Bible and read them as, and that's what I need to be able to go do, I think it's just a misunderstanding. It doesn't mean that I'm not saying that believers can't do miracles. What I'm saying is to read the word that I was supposed, looking, supposed mm -hmm. that I should feel bad or less than if I can't, or if I belong to a church where no one in that church has that gift. I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know if that's the correct way to even. That's my point is that's not the correct way to read that story. Whether whether you can. Uh, well, I think about all the times you know. There's a story. There's an account in the book of Acts where Peter's in prison and. Miraculous, an angel lets him go and walks him right. out. The church, the church is praying for Peter, but they don't expect that to happen. No, because the thing then is, later, when he shows up, yeah. Then later, Paul and them are in prison. One time, Paul's getting beaten. I gotta believe the other believers are praying for him, mm -hmm. but he's not real, miraculously saved from the right. beating. Right. You know, there it doesn't seem to be consistent of what does happen, what doesn't happen. Not a formula. And it's not. Well, and I think because there's a time where Paul says this thing that I've always sort of contemplated 
He says, it seemed good to us and the Spirit. Right. That I don't wonder if there were times where they would go, seems good to us that you'd let us out of prison. And the Spirit's like, nope. Not good <laughs> no, to me. Not tonight. Seems good that you would heal that person. Nope. nope. <laughs> when you see that in the book of Acts, and lots of different things is, and I remember my, my, uh, my Acts professor when I was in college said that the book should not be called the Acts of the Apostles. It should be the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because right. the point of the book is the apostles and all the churches are trying to catch up with what Jesus said would happen in John 3, that the wind of the Spirit's going to blow. And your job is just to kind of put your sails up and try and catch it because you don't know where the wind's going to blow. But you need to be the kind of people that can quickly go, oh, that's where the Spirit is. Let me go. Because you see in one place where Peter says, uh, you repent and be baptized for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then there's another time they go to a different area and the people have the Holy Spirit before they're baptized. And they're right. like, okay, this is weird. We weren't expecting this to happen. So let's do this. And then there's one time where they've all been baptized, but they don't have the Holy Spirit yet. So they have to go and they have to lay hands. And it seems to be there's no formula. Well, there's that's, that's what Jesus said. He, yes. In, in uh, John chapter chapter uh, 3 he said you know the spirit's just like the wind you don't know where it's gonna go and you can't catch it that's right and so. so it's it's the and that's my point about the book of acts is and i think it's really the christian life is and we said this in the last one of you know what does it mean to let go and let god that is the christian life is to say i'm just gonna every morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to toss my sail out into the wind and I'm going to see where is the Spirit and then I'm going to move accordingly. When I see the Spirit at work, I go, I know I had plans and I know I had ideas, but man, I'm going to go that direction. And I think that's the way it is. And maybe that means a miracle happens or maybe it means you do the work alongside the Spirit and it looks like normal human activity, but then you see this harvest on the other side that you had never expected to come right. out of it which I would say all of us could attest to. That has been a lot of times I'm like, I'm just working. I'm doing what God told me to do. I'm just invested in this relationship because that's what God told me to do. And then all of a sudden, bam, it something explodes on it. And you go, this is just bigger than I ever thought it would be. And then there were times where I really felt like, man, I'm doing it. This is it. This is going to produce this, this, and this. And then I get to the end and I go, oh, I guess that the Spirit wasn't behind that. Or right. maybe this is what the Spirit wanted me to see. There's a lot of mystery to it. And so I think we all would say, yes, we believe miracles still happen, but I don't know how to make them happen. Yeah, and, and, and that does, I don't think, I don't want you to take it as saying, you know, well, you either can or you can't. No, it. pray for a miracle. Yeah, if, oh, if, absolutely. I mean, I do that I do too, a that lot too. of times. And, and But again, yielded to the spirit and whatever he wants to do and you know your will be done that's what we're taught to, the way I we're think taught that's to tossing your 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 wind your sail out into the wind out. is yeah. to say God I'm I'm trusting you're going to mm -hmm. do a miracle mm -hmm. and then if it doesn't that doesn't mean God I was wrong to trust or God didn't it goes that's not where the wind was blowing but I'm trusting wherever the wind is blowing it's good Yes. And I don't. I can't see how it's good, but I'm gonna keep tossing this out. And now I'll toss it in this direction, and I'll toss, and eventually I'll find the wind. And when I do, man, it's gonna be something I couldn't have ever expected. Mm -hmm. And that, that to me, going back to the conversation we had last week of anxiety and worry, I think for many of us, that sounds like a really anxious way to live. I'm just throwing it up in the air, <laughs> and if something's gonna happen, I'm I'm just gonna trust. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna pray. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go. And I'm not saying you don't keep doing what you know to be the right thing to do when you pray. Uh, what I'm saying is, is I don't go now. How can I control the circumstance? Right. 
It's a worry-free life to throw it up and go wherever the wind is blowing. I know it is not only for my good, but this is what I've had to start praying in my head too, but it's also for God's glory. And that my good is God's glory, or maybe the other way, God's glory is my good. Either way, those are are not uh, at odds with it. It's not either God's going to get glorified or I'm going to get my good. I may not get what I want, but God will still be glorified. And it turns out me not getting what I want because it glorified God was for my good. That's right. Absolutely. So, um, to whoever answered this, asked this question, um, I hope you hadn't, like we just said, I hope you haven't heard us say that you shouldn't pray for them. You should absolutely do absolutely. that. Um, but just understand, what, like we said, the Spirit does what the Spirit does. Yep. Well, I, and I, so. Yeah, I don't want you to, and I don't know that this is what you meant by it, you shouldn't doubt that you have the right kind of faith just because you can't do a miracle. Right. Exactly. I would certainly don't think that. There, were, there was time in my early Christian life where I went to a whole bunch of churches that purported they could do miracles, and I wanted that in the worst way because mm-hmm. it just looked so powerful. And it became clear to me after a while that I wasn't gonna, that wasn't going to be my lot. I mean, I tried to believe, and I thought something was wrong with my faith, and I don't think anything was wrong with my faith. It's just not the route that God had for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't even have to say that those people, I, I don't know what all of was happening with them and God, but it wasn't the route for me. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a moment this morning where I just had to laugh. Um, I had been, um, we were in a, um, a, a, a discipleship groups at our church, and part of what that is for us is that we are trying to be active in our community and the lives of people around to do good and to invest and to try and draw people towards the kingdom. And one of the phrases we use is that we have persons of peace. There are people that we feel like are open to our investment. It really is this wind of the spirit kind of thing. I feel like the spirit's moving in their life and he's moving me towards them. And I had talked this past weekend that I kind of lost contact with all those people. And it was a little disheartening at first because I was like, well, maybe I was wrong about where the Spirit leads. But I'd kind of gotten to a point where I said, well, I guess that's not where the Spirit's leading. And then then this morning I was praying and I texted some friends. I said, well, you just pray that God starts opening opportunities. And today I had five conversations at the gym, some with new people I'd never met and many of the people that were my former persons of peace. And we had a conversation. Oh, we haven't connected. And it was this very, felt very much God's in the middle of it. Mm. I just had to laugh with God of uh, sometimes we're just too impatient as well with things of oh, yeah. I'm tossing out, I'm looking for the spirit and today he didn't turn the direction and I go, well, all hope's lost. I guess this isn't going <laughs> the way I wanted to go. And just having a moment of just laughing and almost like God's going, hey, just keep doing the thing I told yeah. you to do. That's right. Just keep doing it and wherever it's going, it's going somewhere good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, and I was going to say before we wrap up, um, that, that book that I mentioned is a great place to read if you want to read more about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it was a, you know, it's, a, it's got a lot of good research in there, a lot of good evidence for miracles in our world today. Uh, so Lee Strobel, Case for Miracles. Uh, I think there's one that's like really, really scholarly if you're like a brainiac and want to get into it. It's called Miracles by Craig Keener, I think is his name. Uh, so you could read uh, that. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, Thanks for the question. Um, We got a question next week uh, about the Bible and not a story in the Bible or teaching of the Bible, but the Bible itself. Gotcha. How it came about and that whole thing. So somebody wants to know more about that. So we're going to talk about that next week. So come back. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.